once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show where two best friends with awful mental health uh, analyze films too hard instead of themselves. It's sort of part movie analysis, part self-analysis, and all fun nonsense. Yay! Do you feel in the spirit of this being a mental health check-in, thinly veiled as a podcast? Thinly veiled. I should ask how you're doing before I ask what are we doing. So, Ben, how are you doing? I'm in a bit of a toilet. Like, my brain's in a bit of a blender. The whole self-worth thing's coming in. Bed burrito yet? Nah, man, I can't do it. If I do yeah. that, I just don't unburrito for a week. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You just become as burrito ego sum. You just yeah. like, I am burrito. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just that's essentially it, man. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all looking up slowly. It's just nice. It's picking up slowly. How are you, buddy? Weirdly, uh, better. Uh, good. Not not good. But I guess I feel like uh, the last couple of weeks, my house has been on fire and Mm -hmm. I've been there going, what can I save? Oh, my God, I must get the family pictures. I must get my limited edition NES. And like, it's all gone now. It's all just ashes and it's quiet and the fire engines have left. And I'm like, oh, okay. well, it's happened now. And so... I must find a tent. I'm like, I'm at that point. I, you know, I'm, I'm picking out tents rather than going, oh my God, a fire, a fire, a fire. You're at the um, rebuilding stage. The panic's over. The damage is done. Yeah, now yeah, you yeah. get to sift exactly. through the ashes and put your shit back together. That's a good place to be though, man, because now Isn't everything's just, an opportunity. Everything's right? an opportunity. It's all good. And speaking of opportunities, we've got the opportunity to cover our next Marvel movie, which is today is Ben. Iron Man 2, buddy! Iron Man 2. Iron the sequel Man that 2. everyone forgets. Including I, us. Yeah, I fully <laughs> forgot this film, man. Like, I'm not even joking. I genuinely mm-hmm. don't. In my notes, yeah. my second or third note down, I've genuinely written, I don't think I've ever seen this film. <laughs> I remembered okay. nothing about it. Yeah, it mm. it does struggle to stick in the memory. I mean, it cost 200 million to make, and Favreau had way less time on this one than he did on the first one. Okay. And he had way more way more involvement from Marvel as well, who were much more like, no, we're telling you what this film is. Oh, uh, right, okay. But mm. it still made 623 million at the box office. Woo! Yeah, right? But it's Favreau though, isn't it? Now we're back into respecting the source material. Ish, as much as he could, yeah. That's the that's all that matters, right? If his hands yeah. were tied, his hands were tied and he did the best with what he had, which is fucking exactly, incredible. Yeah. And for 2010, Marvel aren't quite as dominant at the box office in 2010 as they are now. I mean, this yes. was like the number seventh, number seven highest grossing film of the year. So it wasn't like huge. Okay. Whereas if you look at them now, if they're not in the top three, people are like, Marvel's dead. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> they only made two billion this year. Dead. Like <laughs> Walt Disney's rolling in his fucking grave. We all know he's not buried. We all know he's frozen. Yeah, Come on. He's frozen. Yeah. Yeah, he can't drama. spin. <laughs> um for the benefit of those that haven't seen the film recently, which I imagine is m- most of our viewers, mm. or, or those who saw and forgot it, shall we do a little breakdown? Yeah, I mean, this is also for my benefit. I've seen this film exactly <laughs> twice, and that is <laughs> this week that I've seen this film twice. So, who's going first? I think you start us off this week, bud. I'm just looking at okay. what I've written because I know you've not read it yet. I've I'm not. just looking at the. I'm looking at the bits I want you to read. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you go first, buddy. <laughs> I've just seen what you've highlighted. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah all right i see why i'm going uh-huh. first all yeah, right yeah. cool 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 tony stark faces a severe health crisis the palladium core in his chest that powers the iron man suit is poisoning his blood not only that the gosh darn government is daring 
to ask if a private citizen going abroad to fight private wars is in any way moral or constitutional. Absolute arseholes. Arseholes. How dare they? How dare they question a man's right to fly a wearable tank to other countries? And just blow shit up. Yeah. It's the American way. It's the American way, man. Let a man fly in a suit and murder at his own will. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Star Witness is Justin Hammer, a rival weapons developer who seeks to replicate Tony's suit-based awesomeness. Played by the lovely Sam Rockwell, who I have a straight crush on. I have a not-so-straight crush on (laughs) Sam Rockwell. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's the quaff. Do you know what I mean? Like and the quaff of cloth, hair? But then if you think um, three billboards, if you think moon... He's always unhinged. He's always unhinged. And I don't know if I want to buy him a beer or go to... I don't know what it is I want to do with him. I just know I want to do something with him. It's a straight guy mm. crush, right? Sure. Um, across the globe, however, Russian tramp uh, Ivan Vanko, <laughs> seeking revenge for his father's <laughs> removal from the arc reactor's history, emerges as whiplash, wielding electric whips <laughs> and more tattoos than the SoundCloud rapper's face. <laughs> He seeks to dent Tony's untouchable image, ruining his role as the sort of sole protector and trusted guardian by the West. More tattoos than a SoundCloud rapper's face. That's fucking incredible writing, buddy. Well done. I did a recording session once in my old yeah. life as a sound engineer with a yeah. not with a not in, inconsiderably sort of profile-sized artist. Sure. And tattoo artists turned up at 4 a.m., Incredible. And started just doing tattoos on people's faces. And I saw a guy get a portion of McDonald's fries tattooed mm-hmm. on his face. I was like, dude, that is That's how you that's how you know you've made it though. If right. you want if you want fries tattooed on your face at four AM and you're yeah. able to just do it, you've made it. You know what I mean? Right. Or yeah. you you're a shoe in at the next job we're hiring. Yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> it's all it's all uphill sailing. Nothing but good decisions. <laughs> After attacking Tony. At the Monaco Grand Prix, Whiplash is captured and presumed dead. However, Justin Hammer has in fact secretly hired him to replicate Tony's suit tech. Whiplash accepts the offer from the blue-collar criminal on one condition. My board. I want my board. I want my board. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing the Italian hand in that. I want my board. I want my board. (laughs) Tony, faced with his own mortality, begins to lose control of his more addictive urges and impulsive nature. Mm. After a disastrous party, Rhodey steals the suit, Pepper quits, and DJ AM thinks another one bites the dust by Queen counts as a fat beat. It does, because it's an absolute banger. Great song. Don't get me wrong, I'm a massive Queen nerd. Incredible song. I'm expecting noisier remix of Smack My Bitch Up. I'm expecting, you know, Pendulum remix of Voodoo People. I'm not expecting... Dum, 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 dum. Rob, if I ever look dum, at you dum, and say, drop me a fat beat dum, dum, and it's not Queen, another right, one bites okay. the dust, we're not friends anymore. All right, fine. The Shield Daddy. Okay. Okay. The Shield Daddy. <laughs> uh huh. Brackets. Secret Peeper himself. Nick Fury. Yeah. Close brackets. <laughs> turns up to Tony's breakdown to drop some hot truth bombs. Turns out Howard Stark, Tony's father, has a secret trunk of love that he entirely kept from his son, containing all the validation a young boy could need and not be given until long after his father's death. (laughs) It's the most brutal fuck you. (laughs) It's it's worse than just leaving. Do you know what I mean? I love it so much. I love it so much. It's incredible. I'm going to spend my entire living time making mm-hmm. you hate me and then yeah. from beyond the grave make you feel like the cunt for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put that shit back, you little bastard. Right, so I'm guilt tripping the fuck out of you for the next 20 years. <laughs> fuck you. Watch me make these soppy ass films that you ain't going to discover for 20 years. <laughs> Hidden inside are clues that lead to a new element capable of replacing the palladium. Takes Tony about three hours to make it work. Easy work, mate. Easy it is easy work. work. It's easy work. It's like, oh, new element. Hang about. There's a map of like the a theme park my dad built out of MDF and styrofoam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a diorama of the Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. And yeah. pray to God that that hot dog vendor didn't move his stand when they took the aerial photo. <sighs> Otherwise, we we're inventing me. Yeah, Polonium 2010. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Su- suitably fixed by his father's love and a brand new type of matter that he made in his basement, he reconciles with Rhodey and faces off against an army of whiplash-designed but hammer-funded drone robots. 
Drobots. Drobots. Drobots is a good one. Drobots, yeah. Drobots. Uh, the day saved, Tony gets his school report from Nick Fury and is told he must try harder to be a mm. responsible adult if he ever wants to be an Avenger. Or as Tony puts it, you can't afford me. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Sequel released. Upcoming movies teased. Done, dusted. And wow, that movie sped by. You say that, mate. It was a fucking long two hours, if I'm being honest with you. Really? It was. I mean, I'd, there were points in that where I was like, is this the first three hour Marvel movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, to recap quickly, a recovering yes. addict slips back into bad behavior and fights other less recovered addicts. The story ends with addict number one being told to work on himself and him deciding it's other people who must be wrong because he's clearly fucking great. Tell me that's uh, not the lesson of this story. <laughs> it kind of is the whole point of the movie. Right? It kind of is. It yeah. kind of. There's a little bit of the whole legacy shit in there as well. Like, you robbed me of my legacy and my board. I'm coming for your legacy. I can't stop doing this now. This is the worst. Yeah. That's the film I think that Favreau was trying to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, last Iron Man episode, you wanted a hearing about the legality of Iron Man's tech, right? I did. I did indeed. You got it, buddy. And not only did I you did. get it, you got it with Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. Woo! And Gary Shandling as Senator Stern. I fucking love Gary Shandling, man. So well, much. You're not the only one because mm-hmm. uh, why do you think he's called Senator Stern? Think back to recent movies we've covered. No, no, no. I, it's not lost on me there, buddy. It was last right. week that we covered this movie. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> It's uh, is it Stern's like dad or cousin nope. or no, distant no, no, relative? No, no. no, no so it's not like a person in power that Stern, no, no, no. who becomes the leader, can then lean on to gain traction. See, that's what I thought when I saw the little card, and then I remembered sure. that it's the professor who becomes the leader is Samuel Stern's. Uh, oh fuck off! So I was like, okay, well, there must be some other really important canon reason that they've got a name sure. so similar in the very next movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it turns out Gary Shandling was able to pick his own name for his character. And he picked Senator Stern because right. Howard Stern is a massive fan. <laughs> not of Iron Man, mind you, of Gary Shandling. <laughs> Fuck off! Yeah. Fuck off, that's not true. There's that's no true. way that that's true. That's true. According according, yeah, IMDB, <laughs> they state that he picked the name Stern so that he could have a name in there that would remind people how much he is loved by the DJ Howard Stern. <laughs> Do you know what's fucking? Do you know what's so annoying about that, right? All right. I thought I was onto something here. I was like, I've got yeah, like same. a little. I, I was like, I've got a little tidbit for this Buddy, episode, right? Same. Because at the very end of the movie, when Nick Fury's talking to Tony Stark about, mm-hmm. uh, we don't, we, you know, we're not sure that we want you in the Avengers. Yeah, just yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. In in the makeshift office that Nick Fury has set up in a warehouse, there's a screen displaying a news report. And the news report is about an incident at Culver University, but Ah. it's reversed. So I paused it and then was just sort of like trying to read it backwards. I'm (laughs) dyslexic as shit. So trying to read it forwards is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Tried to read it backwards and was like Culver University. (gasps) That's the fucking Incredible Hulk thing. So the Incredible Hulk fight Mm -hmm. happened at the end of Iron Man 2, but the film came out before it, and I I was piecing all this shit together. You know the meme with, like, all the math symbols? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, trying to piece it all together and shit? Mate, I was in my element. I was fucking detective. And I thought, okay, so then Stearns leads into this, so the leader hasn't Mm. happened yet. Maybe they're just relatives, and the senator doesn't know that his fucking cousin or his son or whatever the shit's going on is about to become the leader. But it just turns out... He just wanted to shout out Howard Stern and there's no fucking relation whatsoever. Turns out Gary Shandling loves Gary Mm. Shandling more than you love Gary Shandling. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, that makes me love him more. Ironically, that makes me love him more. You said you didn't remember this film, but I remember you bringing up the courtroom scene, right? Right. So the courtroom, I might have seen this. I might have seen this. Wow, it made that much of an impact. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I've seen the whole film. I remember okay. the courtroom scene, and I yeah. don't know whether it was because I've watched this film through and thought, oh, well, that's clever. You know, they've, yeah. they've gone about the legality of it. Or whether I've just seen like a clip of it somewhere. You just watch a YouTube, Sam Rockwell's best roles, and you're like, Maybe. oh, he played Justin Hammer in an Iron Man movie. Cool. And I do, have, like, I do little... wake up in like a cold sweat at 4 a.m. and just, swear, just search immaculate quaffs on YouTube. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could have just been in that. Because yeah, that courtroom's yeah, yeah. full of them. You know what I mean? True. It mm. is. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, now, this courtroom, however, is the birthplace of Don Cheadle's roadie. Oh, my God, buddy. Not only is he an incredible recast, but I think the thing is, do you know why he was recast? I know what's going on now, but I don't mm-hmm. know whether it's the same reason back then. Is it because Terrence went mental? 
<laughs> okay, no, Terence Howard is a nutter. He's got yeah. his own branch of mathematics called Terrynomics, where he Terrynomics. Terry, oh, Terryology, sorry, Terryology. Oh, Terryology, there so we go. Yeah, yeah. Terence Howard believes that one times one isn't one. All of maths is wrong. One yeah. times one has to be two. Bro, right? I've seen this. I, I couldn't yeah. get my head around it. He gets, he makes two people get the calculators out and is like doing different equations yeah, yeah, but yeah. getting the same answer. And I'm like, buddy, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. do five plus two, it equals seven. But also, <laughs> yeah. Three plus four is seven. You're gonna right. lose your fucking mind when right. you get above yeah, one yeah. plus one. You know what I mean? Or one times one. You're gonna <laughs> so lose he, your mind. <laughs> it wasn't Terryology. It wasn't the fact that he's collecting domestic violence charges like they're Funko Pops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <the fact laughs> it's an incredibly <laughs> serious thing that he is collecting. But that was a very funny way of putting it. Well done. Uh, well he's well an awful done. human. He's an absolutely reprehensible human being. But the mm. main thing with this is that uh, Iron Man one. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. got paid $500,000 to appear in the role. Terrence Howard got paid three and a half million. <laughs> what? Yes. Because Robert Downey Jr. was oh. a recovering addict. It was a risk. He was difficult to insure. I he hadn't had a hit so. in a while. Yeah, Terrence yeah, yeah, Howard, yeah. Oscar nominated. Everything he did, did really well. He was really well regarded. He had those great theories on the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> and scared exes. Yeah. No, he's just... <laughs> my god there is uh the slight issue that iron man one comes out mm-hmm. is absolute box office sensation yeah obviously yeah. robert downey jr has to come back so they're like cool yeah, we'll course. give him 10 mil yeah but then we're gonna have to adjust everyone's salaries accordingly terence howard wasn't in it all that much and when he was yeah. in it john favreau really didn't get on with him on set like he okay. was constantly it was a constant thorn in favreau's side so he was like look offer him a nine picture deal but for less per picture Mm-hmm. And Howard was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then really? started blaming Robert Downey Jr. for stealing his money. And oh, I don't think that's hop- the case. I think what he what he was struggling with is he couldn't figure out the multiplication table of how <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. went from half a mil to 10 mil. He that's was like, in, terry- yeah, in terrynomics, yeah. that doesn't make sense. In terryology, yeah, no there's yeah. no equation for that yet. No. You know what I mean? You're, you're too advanced at terryology. Yeah. And I can't sit with that, so I'm out. Yeah, fair, fair. But I think Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle is a million times better. Mate, it, that might be the greatest way to address a recast yeah. ever. 100%. Ever. The, the whole sequence is fucking incredible. The way, that, the way that Rhodes walks in and you just get mm-hmm. the back of the head and you're like, is that? Ooh. Is, that's not. That's not right. Yeah. And then when when Tony Stark walks down the thing, he's like, hey, buddy, I didn't expect to see you here. And he's like, look, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Let's just move on. And I was like, that is fucking incredible. That's the best way to address a recast that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's incredible. It's incredible. Fair play. And I think think Don Cheadle carries so much of the drama. What little drama there is in this film. Yeah. I think... Cheadle gets the lion's share of. There's a bit where Tony's very clearly dealing with the symptoms of his Iron Man suit use, the palladium's leaching into his blood. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rhodey's looking at him. He's like, what are, you st- what are you looking at? He's like, I'm looking at you. And it, it's just the delivery that he gives the line is like, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you and your behavior and yeah, the fact yeah. that you're doing nothing about what is very clearly a bad situation. And I'm, I'm drawing a fucking line in the sand here, buddy. Little character moments like that are beautiful. He carries he carries those deep moments though. He is he plays the concerned friend mm-hmm. to the very obvious like addict allegory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That's kind of what this is, right? It, it's yeah. Tony relapsing back into the ways of old. Yeah, he's like his old way before he changed his mind about right. what he wanted his legacy to be. He's now relapsing into the old ways of like, well, fuck it, I'm a playboy, I could do what I want, yeah. I'm going to be dead in two weeks, so who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? But I think that that addict allegory is exactly right, and I think one of the big things that they cut from this movie, because mm. I don't think it's an accident that famed ex-addict or recovering addict Mickey Rourke is cast as a man who also has arc reactor technology. <laughs> Oh, I think that's I think that's exactly that's exactly right. it as well. Because a Mickey Rourke is fucking insanely good in this film, mate. <laughs> he really is. I don't even remember Mickey Rourke being in this fucking film, right? Exactly at all. Yeah, at all. This hulking monster, like in a corner of a dingy mm-hmm. Russian flat, turning around with a bottle of vodka in his hand. I was like, 
Mm. Who is this gorgeous monster that has just <laughs> fucking skulked into my yeah. life again? Yeah. I had no memory of it. He's incredible. I've got I've got like a, an overarching theory of the villains in in this film specifically and how I like they how are. you said villains because right. that's very fucking interesting. Right. Okay. So I got so, similar notes. So for me, it's between Whiplash and uh, Justin Hammer, right? Yes. And they're both, for me, like dark mirrors of Tony. Whiplash, Whiplash because he's also got arc reactor technology that he's inherited from his father. He's played yeah. by a recovering alcoholic. He's very much yeah, what Tony yeah. would have been without the privilege and the wealth that was taken from Ooh. him by Tony's father, right? That's incredible. Whereas okay. Justin Hammer is what Tony would have been without the capture. He's just, he's everything Tony was last yes. year. Yes. And like last year, Tony and him Bloody. would have, the, it was just a uh, like a professional jealousy between them. Now yeah. it's like, I hate you because I was you last year. Whereas before it was just like, oh, he's a competitor, whatever. Got a different theory on that, you know. I think, I think deep down, Tony's trying to help Hammer. On a very sort of like, on a, on a much deeper level, I think Tony's being the kind of cunt that if he had, he yeah, wouldn't have yeah, gone yeah. as far as he did. You know okay, what I mean? yeah, maybe. You need that maybe. one person to go, you are a fucking yeah. cringy bastard. Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they're both excellent, but I yeah. think they're both completely underdeployed. Whiplash only really gets one scene, which is, well, he gets two scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. The first is the attack at Monaco, and the second oh. one is the is the very brief chat that he and Tony have. The w the yes. only scene they share for ninety percent of the film, where he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Your family are murderers and thieves, and you're mm. doing exactly what any murderer or thief does. You're trying to rewrite your history." I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be a fucking film." He's just yeah. set his clothes on fire whilst activating oh my God. his suit. And just shit mix Jan Marden rubbing like, not quite my tempo. Was I rushing or dragging? <laughs> Was I rushing or dragging? Was I rushing or dragging? Ooh. Ooh. I just mixed four films. <laughs> That's a confusing noodle soup. Okay. Okay. In the scene where like Mickey, Mickey, in the scene where Whiplash and yeah. Tony Stark are talking in that cell. Mm. It kind of gave me like um, Batman Joker vibes. Right. And it's exactly you know what, what I mean? Whiplash could yeah. have been with this backstory. Because yeah. he's got the backstory Definitely. of the Amazing Dynamo from the comic. So it's that whole thing mm -hmm. of like, oh, your pasts are linked and your yeah, destinies yeah. were going to be the same. But one was robbed. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's played incredible. by Mickey Rourke, who's probably the only other Hollywood actor with the same past as Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. talent. Right? It's incredible. But I mean, in that scene particularly, though, he kind of... There was there was a moment where I was like, this man, Mickey mm. Rourke, <laughs> looks like the kind of guy that dribbles when he concentrates too hard. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? But then at the same in the same <laughs> in the same breath, oh, yeah. he also looks like he would wear your skin to a like a mm -hmm. fun Halloween party as a joke. Yeah. But the, the other guests at the Halloween party are your family. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of person that he presents himself as in that moment. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I've never been more terrified mm -hmm. and confused <laughs> and on edge all right. in, like, one moment. And I was like, I'm not sure how, how I'm handling this right now. And at that point, uh -huh. I was like, this film is going to get real fucking dark right. real quick. Because and I, was, I was there for it. I think it was, and I think I was watching the behind the scenes and Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau were talking to the first room of extras on the first day of filming, and they're like, we want to keep okay. the humanity, we want to add complexity, we want to deal with the legacy, and what yeah. Iron Man, like, we know who Tony Stark is, who is mm -hmm. Iron Man, what, do, what right does he have to yeah. be there, uh, yeah, yeah, and what yeah, does yeah, that yeah. look like in this world? They get Mickey Rourke in, right, who honestly gives 110%. So he learns half of his dialogue in Russian. He yeah. starts training when he starts wearing the suit and he's still fucking up. He starts training with weighted suits on. He he's researches all the tattoos that a Russian gangster would have. He suggests what? the bird, right? And right. pays for the bird. <laughs> right. Pays for his own teeth to get fucking golded up, right? Okay. And what, it goes right, right, backstory, backstory, backstory. Basically said what the, the hardest fuck, part man? of the film for him was learning how to use a computer, looking like it was natural. At no point in this film... <laughs> what the fuck? No point in this film was like, Mickey Rourke's never touched a computer before, but Mickey Rourke had never touched a computer before. 
That's incredible. That's actually incredible. He gave 110%. <laughs> Mickey Rourke shows up to filming and he's like, yeah, this character's fine, but I have ideas. Yeah. Uh, give me a couple months to, to just nip over to Russia and <laughs> yeah. do some in-depth yeah, yeah, character yeah, yeah, research yeah, yeah. on Russian prison tattoos. Yeah. Uh, also, ha- is anyone here allergic to birds? Because I've got this weird idea <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I've got a guy who knows a cockatoo. Yeah, yeah. Also, I must run off. I've Get got it. four o'clock at the line. <laughs> oh, <fuck off. laughs> anyway, must run. I've got a four o'clock at the library for computer club. Got to figure yeah. out how to open Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, mean? can you imagine him rocking up? You, imagine <laughs> the size of the keyboard that that man would need. It would be fucking... You know those keyboards uh-huh. at the library? Like the mm. massive ones. Mate, yeah. it's going to be one of them. It's, can you he's imagine the be library? Doing it like one <laughs> finger. <laughs> Can you imagine your nan at the library going, oh, I made a mate. And you're like, oh, nan's made a mate at computer club at the library. And then in walks yeah. Ivan Vanko Whiplash. With a fucking cockatoo on his shoulder going, my bud. <laughs> Do you like my bud? Do you like my bud? Mickey Rourke gave 110%, which is almost exactly the opposite of how much of this they put over that in this film. He's in it for like three scenes. It's criminal how little yeah. time these villains get considering the amount of work that's gone into them. You mentioned that there was two villains earlier, which is, yeah. I, is incredible. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, Mickey Rourke's Ivan being one of them and the yeah. other one being uh, Justin Hammer. But one of my, one of my favourite facts about this film is that Sam Rockwell was in talks with Jon Favreau yeah. back when they were making Iron Man 1 yeah, yeah, yeah. to play Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And eventually they met with Robert Downey Jr. They realized he's a recovering addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be a better story, sort of Phoenix rising from the ashes. And they, they said, look, Sam, not this time. So when they came to casting Justin Hammer, the man who desperately wants to be Tony Stark but can't be, mm-hmm. they were like, hmm. Has to be Sam Rockwell. Has, has to be to Sam be, Rockwell. Has to be. Tom Cruise won't answer our calls anymore because right. we turned him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I but I think I think John Favreau's doing that in a very clever way, trying to marry reality with his with his plots, right? And it comes yeah. back to why I think this film was was cut to ribbons. Because if you look at Mickey Rourke's casting mm-hmm. as Robert Downey Jr. was a famous addict, he'd been kicked off Ali McBeal. He couldn't get hired anymore. He was uninsurable. There's Mm. only one other actor of that scale and ability in Hollywood, and that's Mickey Rourke, who's got the same story. So to cast Mickey Rourke as Robert Downey Jr.'s villain... Did Mickey Rourke get fired from Ali McBeal? (laughs) (laughs) Worse, he never even got hired. He never even got hired. Right, sucks to be him. He was too fucked up to even be on Ali McBeal. <laughs> he, he was on for one episode, but no one yeah. knew why he was there. Yeah, <laughs> he exactly. Just, he just wandered yeah. onto the set one day. <laughs> so having having an ex addict or a recovering addict playing a villain, and having a guy who nearly got the role but didn't, I think Favreau likes to build that in. It's beautiful. It's it's actual filmmaking yeah. within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's. It adds layers to the movie mm-hmm. that are evident whether you're aware of them or not because the, the subtleties that the performers can then bring to the table yeah. are vastly improved than the paper-thin fucking waffle that we've been getting for the last... But I think Marvel was was rightly cautious about having this film. Bearing in mind, mm-hmm. they had Iron Man, huge success. The Hulk... Huge eh, success. Hulk was kind of eh. And then Fav- Favreau was like, cool, I want Iron Man too." to be a really dark exploration of Tony's legacy and identity through these two, you know, fucked up versions of himself. And he's yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. a drinking problem and his his primary villain is going to be him a year ago and his secondary mm-hmm. villain is going to be him that never was. And they were like, uh, uh-huh. You realise we need to sell toys to 12-year-olds. This is what's annoying though, man, because it's like <laughs> that can be there too. Like there can be stuff there for everyone. Yes. It's fucking Phantom Menace all the way through, man. It's just, it's Phantom Menace just went too far toy commercial. Yeah, okay, that did. I don't think this does. I think this is a light and a fun movie. It's not got the depth. It's not got the depth of the first. I think Favreau tried to put that in and Marvel were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We made a a fuck ton of money with the first one. Let's not break the formula here, okay? The first one was super fun. Let's keep it that way. 
you can see that he was trying to sort of get the depth in there, right? He was trying to do Empire Strikes Back. There's there's uh, he, behind the scenes well, footage of, of him and Robert Downey Jr. talking to a room full of extras on the first okay. day of the shoot, talking about everything the film's going to be. And they're like, it's going to be exploring Tony's humanity and his vulnerability and what gives him the right to be Iron Man because it's not the technology. So if it's not mm-hmm. the technology, what is it? And you, if you think of all the bones of this film, it's yeah. there. It is there but it's just cut within an inch of its life. That scene where he's chatting with Whiplash, your family are thieves and murderers and they're trying to re- you're trying to rewrite your history. Yeah, that yeah, scene yeah. with Justin Hammer where, you know, he's trying to schmooze him and, and talk about mm. stuff. Oh, it's just, it's there, but it's cut with it. Scene where Rhodey's like, I'm looking at you, right? Yeah. It's this there. Is what, oh, <laughs> this is the problem that I have with it though, right? It is there, almost. Mm-hmm. The 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 intro is there, right? I'm as soon as someone comes into the into the scene and is just sort of like the roadie scene. I'm looking at yeah. you, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is gonna get dark. Mm-hmm. This is gonna get like this is where this is what I've come for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm I'm like I'm waiting, and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. All it needs is four more seconds held on, All on it needs Tony's is, face. Exactly. It's right? just it's it's just it mm-hmm. misses the mark by so little each time. It's fucking it's the most annoying yeah. amount that it misses the mark by. It's tiny, minuscule. It still hits pretty fucking straight. Mm-hmm. But it's annoyingly close to the center, yeah. like just missing the mark. What it does is it makes it feel it, it it backslides on the progress in the first movie. If we're looking at this as an addiction allegory, right? And we're saying Yeah. You know, Robert Downey Jr., he's got this, he's, he goes through this big personal change and it's mm-hmm. him learning to accept the sort of mantle of this new responsibility and yeah, yeah, not yeah. being self-centered, not having these impulsive behaviors anymore. And mm-hmm. then Iron Man 1 ends. Yes. Iron Man 2 is about maintaining sobriety in, in a sense, right? It's about, okay, now, now shit gets real because now you're yeah, dying. This is, now this is the got, journey. Yeah, this yeah, is right. where stuff in real life happens and you have to yeah. deal with it in a healthy yeah. way using all the healthy stuff that right. you figured out in the first movie. Like That's, that's if, the whole point of... If Favreau had been given the time and the mm-hmm. green light to spend that extra time and that extra self-reflection, it would be a great film about maintaining a life change. All right, Tony, yeah. you said you're going to be this. Now you've got Palladium in your blood. Now you've got mm-hmm. a villain called Whiplash who's got just as right to the technology as you. And yeah. is basically you without privilege. You got another villain who's you from a year ago. Yeah. Deal with it and maintain these ideals that you've got. Exactly. You could have had that film if you could've. had those extra couple of seconds. Without yeah. those extra couple of seconds, it feels like a reset. It feels like Tony's relearning lessons he's already learned, rather than learning to maintain. Iron Man now. This film. He's gone from fucking dealing with his own shit mm-hmm. on such a, a deep and profound level that just yeah. it hit as a sober person hit me incredibly hard right incredibly hard for sure and now he's being pushed and pulled in every direction whilst spiraling the drain of death mm-hmm. right and with but with that comes so little self-reflection <laughs> it's such yeah, a fucking yeah, shame yeah, 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 it's yeah, such yeah. a shame and like from one recovering addict to another that I had a very immediate sort of yeah. bond with in Iron Man 1 I feel like I'm less connected now and it makes me not like Iron Man as much. (laughs) It's interesting because if you watch the director's commentary, you you would die if you took a drink every time John Favreau said, in the deleted scenes or in an early draft. (laughs) Oh, that's heartbreaking, (laughs) man. Like, you can tell that... So, Robert, uh, John Favreau didn't come back for Iron Man 3 because of this film. Because he was like, there was a film I was trying to make and you didn't let me make it. I, that's understandable. There's interesting stuff in there, right? Rhodey mm-hmm. and Pepper, are, for me, is really interesting. Okay. Because it's almost like the two different styles of dealing with an addict. When you know somebody who's going through that, oh. and they're prone to self-destructive behavior, right? You've got Rhodey, who's the disciplinarian, and he's yeah. like, dude, sort your shit out, right? Here's a red line. Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking cross that. And then the red line gets crossed. He's like, I fucking warned you. I'm taking your shit. This won't, yeah. this won't fly. You just can't do this anymore, right? Party's over. I'm stopping it. Mm. And then you've got Pepper, who is much softer and much kinder and much... In this film, it almost reads like Enabler. Okay. I tell you why. There's a scene where she okay. turns up to the birthday party mm-hmm. and Tony is shit-faced and he's using his tech for party tricks. 
He's pissing in the suit. Yeah, and yeah. she looks at Natasha, the PA who's secretly a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. The first mm. thing she says, she looks at Natasha, she goes, what did you do? What did you do? She blames a third party for the behavior okay. of the person who's problematic. I kind of understand that, though. Right, how? Because since Natasha's shown up, mm-hmm. he's been going off the rails. Yeah, And I feel like because Pepper is used to dealing with Tony Stark, the adult man-baby, yeah, yeah, in such a way where she will have an end goal in mind, yeah, and then she will present this as like as to seem as if it was Tony's idea the entire time, yeah, yeah. and then Tony instantly goes, "I've just had a great idea. Uh-huh. I'm going to do exactly what you want me to do, but you've made it my idea." You know what I mean? Totally. And I think she's gotten used to doing that. And then when Natasha showed up, there's there's tons of little things like she's overly flirty. Mm-hmm. There's moments, you know, the dirty martini. Is that yeah, yeah. dirty enough for you? <laughs> yeah, And yeah, like, yeah. the little moments like this. I'd argue that Natasha is the enabler. Pepper is worried that there's an enabler on the scene mm-hmm. who's not being roadie mm-hmm. disciplinarian yeah. or knowing how to handle the situation as personally as she does, and well, that Natasha's, is concerning to her. Natasha's deliberately trying to test Tony. We don't know it at the time, exactly. but she's literally there testing his suitability for the Avengers program. So she's there going, is that martini dirty enough? Because she's measuring how he reacts, how yeah. mature he is, right? Exactly. But I think the thing is, is that the problem in the situation that you just described is that mm-hmm. Tony Stark is a man baby. Yeah. That's the issue. How the people around him deal with that Mm-hmm. It's not on them. They're their own people. He's the one that's pissing in the Iron Man suit. And you can't then turn to the people <laughs> around him and go, how did you let this grown adult man slip so far back? It's Tony's responsibility. And it annoys I wholeheartedly, me. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it annoys me that Pepper sort of apologizes for and works with Tony rather than just going, you're a fucking child. Bye. It's a really interesting contrast in the dynamic between the only two real friends that Tony has. But I think it's because she's in love with Tony, though. Well, yes, but social circle, you know? Of Tony's social circle, we see Pepper, we see Rhodey. Yeah. And I find it interesting that they're so opposed in the way that they deal with him. Mm -hmm. Is it explored in the film? Is it fuck? No, not at all. It's just nothing. Not at all. (laughs) I'm going to defend Tony in this one, though. I called him a man baby, but that's only because... Great superhero, uh, by the way. Incredible fucking incredible superhero. man, man baby. baby. Yeah, no <laughs> one's going to punch a baby. But the baby's incredibly strong, right? Right, The strength yeah, yeah, of yeah. a man. He's got, but the, the body of a baby, yeah. Yeah, the body of a baby, but the strength of a man. No one's going to no one's gonna boot a baby. They're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? And then, boom, they're choke slammed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would be like Yoda in, in episode two, though, wouldn't it? Watching those fight scenes. I don't know what episode two is. Don't talk to me about prequels. Come on, buddy. Fine. Fine. You know me better than this. <laughs> Do you not remember Yoda zipping around like a little... I don't remember imp. the film. I've not seen it good. once okay, and I was too upset to ever watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get oh, to it one day. I can't wait to cover him. I can't sure. wait to cover him. Sure. But Tony's birthday party, I understand mm-hmm. the man baby. I understand right. it. His blood toxicity is at mm-hmm. 89%. Him and Pepper have never officially done anything. You know, like they've never said yeah, yeah, anything yeah. about this, that and the other. There's the whole him signing over his legacy to Pepper mm-hmm. as like a show of goodwill, but I think it's completely lost on her <laughs> because obviously she doesn't yeah. know about him dying. Yeah. And then now he's thinking, this is my last birthday. What the fuck? What, what is this? Have I done enough to change my legacy? Have I done enough for people to not remember the mass murdering mm-hmm. arms dealer? Have I done enough to present myself as the person that I want to be presented as. And then also yeah. on the same breath, he's like, this is my last birthday. I'm going to get fucked up. I'm going to piss myself in a suit and I'm going to shoot champagne bottles that are being thrown up by women in bikinis. Because fuck <laughs> it, why not? I might be dead that's in a you, week. That's what we do, to be fair. Rob, if I got told that I was terminally ill tomorrow yeah. and I yeah. had two months left to live, I would immediately relapse because yeah. what else is there to do? <laughs> Other than make everyone hate you, and then I'd wander off into the woods and die like a cat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's a nice thing because then no one would miss me. They'd be like, "Oh, did you hear Ben died? Yeah, he was a prick for the last three months, though, wasn't he? Nah. Yeah, fuck him. 
No, I, I disagree. I, we've we discussed this before. I think it's the selfish thing because what would happen is if it's you were obviously selfish, for, Rob. But I, you it's my dying wish. <laughs> All right, okay, my dying <laughs> wish. All right, I'm going to make my dying wish just as bad. I'm going to just have on my headstone, Rob McFarlane, 1988 to 2023. Open quotes. Ben Groves has a shit dick. Close quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll go one further and I'll yeah. put a photo of your dick on it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get one of them? Ah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. A, you, you had a, you had chances. Yeah. I think no. So the the birthday party thing, I do get. Tony's backslide is fine, and and what happens in this film isn't the problem. It's just the pace that it happens at. It's the I pace almost, and the depth. Is we're right. in the shallow end of the pool because you got to go so fast, you got so much to cover. You got mm-hmm. two villains, and I feel like you could have gotten by with one. Yeah, because they're never going to have an opportunity to have Tony Stark face off a villain so much like himself ever again. They've shot that shot. Yeah, of course. So to to pick one, like Sam Rockwell is fucking incredible. He is. Uh, uh, he is his charisma, his like insane energy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that Seven Psychopaths was a film. I don't think he knew he was there. No, I think they just pushed him on in front of a camera and yeah. he just he just lived his life for a week and they were like, cool, we've got a film. He's like, oh, were you filming? I think he genuinely kidnaps dogs. I th- and to see him in the Marvel movie. <laughs> right? I think he's so unhinged that Martin McDonough just called him to hang out in the desert. Yeah, yeah. It was totally. just sort of like, hey man, do you want to hang out for a bit? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of mescaline? And <laughs> right. then Sam Rockwell shows up already on like a week long bender of mescaline. Yeah, yeah. And by the end of his trip, Seven Psychopaths was in the cinemas. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the dance that, that just so the dance that Justin Hammer does at the the Stark oh, Expo where he comes out right iconic, beautiful, beautiful. It's Sam Rockwell's pre take dance. It was what an improv mean? moment. It's how he. Yes, how he G's himself up for a take. <laughs> so it, he was supposed to just walk out. He was like, no, I'm going to dance out. And that little little dance he does is the dance that Sam Rockwell does when he needs to get his energy up for a take. It I is fucking incredible. Ad- I adore that so much, man. I am going to need to do my own little Sam Rockwell dance. Ooh, if we ever nice. get a chance to interview Sam Rockwell, can we enter, can we enter the room? Dancing to that to song. That, to that song. Yeah. Yeah, as oh. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, hundred pockets full of mescaline. <laughs> <laughs> but but I disagree with you. I disagree with you on this film about it not being a, a great film. It's fine. It's a film that no one's gonna love, but it's mm. a film that lots of people are gonna like. And from Marvel's point yeah. of view, this is the first film that they're gonna be like. This is setting a precedent, right? It's still yeah. early days, and they're like, John. We love your idea for a movie. Yeah. A couple of thousand people are going to deeply love that movie. Mm-hmm. And tens of thousands will like it. We would don't mind if only two people on the planet love this film, as long yeah. as a million people think it's all right. Yeah, I get that. But I just... <laughs> that's I, how films... That's, that's how you get a billion dollars a year. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing, though. Like, they didn't start this fucking franchise mm. on let's aim for mid... They were like, we're going to borrow <laughs> half a billion and yeah, yeah. risk everything to make Iron Man. And that's yeah. it's, it's the sheer balls of it that is just, it feels like it's feel, it feels like it's whimpering in the shadow of Iron Man 1. It's, it's not brave enough to step out on its own. It's not, it's not this, that, and the other. It's kind of coasting on the fact that now, now there's a Marvel universe. But People I, are going to come I, see lo- it. I, I sorely love the villains. The I, like, are I like what's hinted out there. Like, mm-hmm. okay, one of my favorite things about War Machine, Rhodey, in this film, it's not yeah. in the film, but there's that sense that he takes right. the suit, like, like Stark has the party, he knows he's dying, he knows right. that his tech is still going to exist beyond him, and it needs to be in someone's hands safely. So, okay, him and Rhodey have a fight, and Rhodey takes the suit, right? Rhodey does, yes. Thing is, it, it's very well fitted to that man's body. Right? It's perfect, some would say. <laughs> some would say. And also, Tony Stark could turn that technology off with like four blinks. And, a, and he could ask Alexa, 
right? He's got that. He's got so much security on. I think his name's Jarvis, but we can call him Alexa if you want. I, I'm saying he wouldn't even need Jarvis. Jarvis is too <laughs> high powered. <laughs> he could just he could find yeah. someone else's Alexa and turn War Machine suit off from I that. I thought Jarvis lived in the suits. You know what I mean? He lives like, everywhere. Jarvis is I very mean. much like the Holy Spirit. It's like so Captain America, there. Iron Man, and the Holy Spirit of Jarvis. So, so the second roadie's like, yeah, I'm taking the suit by Jarvis. Stop. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And then he just yeah, comes yeah, crashing yeah. down onto the balcony again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And also, yeah. I don't think Jarvis is programmed for uh, Corporal Rhodes' voice, so he's probably Maybe. like, "Alexa, play the police," and it just rings the police. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> I wanted but yeah, sting, he, but he I could, got he, stung. <laughs> but but Tony could turn the suit off at any time. But he wants he wants Rhodey to feel like. He's taken the suit. That he's taken the responsibility. That it's a it's a choice he's made, so that he can have ownership of it, rather than Tony being like, "I gave it to you." Is this a whole passing the legacy on? But you've interpreted it. You've interpreted it from the film that this is Tony's unofficial way of passing the baton. It's not from the film. It's all headcanon. It's not, like, it I can't is credit all the film. Yeah, exactly. So I just need to bring up one, just a, a small mm. issue that I have with this, Rob. Yeah, we've recently done. Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. Uh, in every movie that he's done. Yeah, we have. And the reason that you didn't like Elysium is because you had to do a little bit of digging yourself. I had the to reason do all you didn't the digging like myself. Chappie yeah. is because you had to do all the digging yourself. Mm -hmm. And the reason you didn't like anything else he's touched is understandable. But my <laughs> yeah, point yeah. here is, Rob, is that you gave me such a fucking grief-ridden time yeah, yeah, yeah. about having to dig into Elysium to get the meanings that I found. And then what I find here is that mm. you've done this exact fucking same thing, but okay. not just for a bit of fun, okay. but because it's your favourite part of the movie I is see. all the work that you've had to do. Le okay, okay. I was going to rebut this. I was going to rebut this. When you started talking, I was like, I'm going to shut this shit down. But instead, I'm going to go with it, all right? Please! <laughs> so, annoying, right? It's annoying. Now imagine if I said, yeah. Iron Man 2 is the best Marvel film because of the way that Rhodey is given ownership of the suit. Hold the fuck up. You were when like, did Chappie, I say? When Chappie did I say? Is, is incredible film. Imagine if I was like, Iron Man 2 is an incredible film. It is. Because it is. It's, it's good. For some Good. people, for some people, it is. Yeah. And I can respect that. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm okay. not going to shit on why they like it and then go and use that exact same fucking theorem to extrapolate love from another film. I'm just you saying. Hypocritical I'm saying son bitch. Nice and I said Chappie was perfect filmmaking for Blomkamp. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apology it's, accepted. Apology accepted. I just didn't want to get punched by man, baby. Mm -hmm. um, look, this <laughs> I will send him. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Are we still pretending he's not your secret? Okay. No, 25. I'm Baby Dick. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a private detective. His I was name's gonna, Richard. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> this film is 25 minutes too short. I, I, I accept that. If you'd it given is. me an extra 20 minutes, everything mm -hmm. that's in this film could stay in this film, but give me an extra 20 minutes of dialogue between Ivan Vanko, Whiplash, mm -hmm. Mickey Rourke, and yep. Tony Stark. They have two scenes together they exchange maybe three lines of dialogue. That is a criminal. criminal shame. Criminal. Because you've got two titans. You've got lovely details in this movie, like Justin Hammer's hands. When Justin Hammer sits down with Ivan Vanko. Yeah. I want my board. I want my board. Have you seen, have you noticed Justin Hammer's hands? No. If you're watching this on YouTube rather than listening to it on another platform, we're playing the clip now. But Ben, look at, look at this beautiful man's hands in this scene. But if I might make a suggestion, you know, you don't just go and try and kill the guy. I think, if I may, you go after his legacy. That's what you kill. Filthy with fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> I have never noticed that. <laughs> right? Ever. Yet. But that is fucking fantastic. Right. So give me 20 more minutes of stuff like that where people are just sat talking all the action's perfect. All the plot beats are perfect. Everything that happens is perfect. It's just the speed and superficiality with which we go over them. It's like, it's like it, you've yeah. got these two dark mirrors to Tony and all the film does is just check its hair in the mirror and go, yeah, 
look all right, and then move on. It's like, no, stare. Stare into that. I want okay. more of that. You know, think... you, could, you could have had this lovely thing where, like, his father has cut out Ivan Vanko's father, and mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's created this weapons company. He's got this element that could create a whole new world of free energy, but no, instead... You know, he's become a weapons dealer. So you've got all these sins of the dad that literally run in the bloodline as Tony's blood is poisoned by this work that his father didn't do. Yeah, you know? I guess. I guess. But, but none of that, none of that happens. I think what you're describing, buddy, right. is a Christmas carol. I think what you're describing with the villains <laughs> is a Christmas carol. <laughs> so you've okay. got Ivan. Okay. I, yeah. I'm Correct me if I'm correctly mistaken. Yeah. Ivan is the ghost of Tony's past. Yeah. Hammer yeah. is the ghost of Tony's present. Yeah. So who is the ghost of Tony's future? Blood poisoning. Got you. Got you. <laughs> That's a pretty fucking set. That's a scary ghost. That's a scary That's ghost. That's a scary ghost, right? Okay. See? Yeah. So what, you're, what we're saying is mm. Iron Man 2, great Christmas film. Great Christmas film. Great it's Christmas not as good film. as the best Christmas film, Muppets Christmas Carol, but... Stop. What are you talking about? Muppets Christmas Carol is the best Christmas episode. No, it's not. <sighs> Die Hard. The Thing. The Thing's not set at Christmas. It's in the Arctic. Just because there's snow doesn't make sure it Christmas. At Christmas. I'm pretty sure it's at Christmas. Do you want to play a game? Uh, yes. Can I take this week's game, please? Please do, because I think you've, you've prepared, right? I've got oh, nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy says, synopsis! Pulling out the cards. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Mate, I've, I've fucking, I'm obsessed with this game at the minute. Right, I'm going to give you five. There is a five-second limit on each one, buddy. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Kids play dangerous game to release man from captivity. Jumanji. One point to Rob McFarlane. Girl has to give up her voice to bag her perfect man. Easy. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. There we go. Athlete comes out of retirement to reach Grand Slam final. Rambo 2? Deer Hunter. No. No. Deer Hunter would be a dark one. Yeah, fuck. Gladiator. No, that's not true. 100% true. That's not there, no. He's Rub. Not, okay. I didn't write these. retirement. I didn't right, write yeah, these. Yeah, so the game is wrong. They, they've printed, like, no. You've not even seen Gladiator. You can't tell me. I've seen Gladiator. No, you haven't. Probably. No. Underage girl seduced by dancing holiday camp employee. <laughs> Underage girl seduced by dancing holiday camp employee. Beetlejuice? Yep. Dirty dancing. Oh, I've not seen Dirty Dancing. Oh, God. What? No. Nah. Or right, well, maybe Or Roadhouse. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I don't even want to play this game anymore. <laughs> One point deducted for being an asshat. Right, you okay. ready? Yeah. Space movie about reproductive cycle spawns five sequels. Alien. It is indeed, but... Oh, easy work. Easy, job. easy you get work. one point because I've taken all the others away because you are categorically incorrect about Gladiator. That you've not seen. I have seen, probably. You haven't. And you haven't seen Dirty Dancing. That's another point deducted. Okay. You, two, what you have seen, I have seen, is Iron Man 2. And I want to know what you rate it. Uh, six. Wow, that low. I, it's not that low. Six is low. Six is six just is, above mediocre. It's on the right side of the... Uh, the as is Iron Man 2! <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> they, aimed for, they aimed for, like, crowd-pleasing, and they nailed it, which is great, and it's great. They nailed it. That they, it's everything Marvel wanted it to be. And that's awesome for Marvel. For me, mm -hmm. it constantly feels like it's about to get into something... And then it doesn't. And then it's like, oh, no, no, no. Here it is. Now we're mm -hmm. getting into it. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, we're on to the next thing. And it's just, okay. it's, it's a bit thin for my liking, man. Okay. I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go 6.8. That is 0.8 higher than mine that you just had that ludicrous reaction yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, maybe no, I'm going to, it's going to go seven now. Fuck you. It's a seven. But that's, I, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes me less angry. Thank you. Seven. Yeah, it's, it's a seven. Right. It's not a great film. It's not a great film, but it is a good film. You will put this on. You'll be entertained for the entire time it's on. And if you just want more Iron Man, 
you're not expecting a generation defining movie. You're just going, I want more Iron Man. Mm -hmm. It fully fucking delivers. The effects are way ahead of their time for, yeah. for when this movie came out. I'll agree. And the thing I love about this movie, Ben, is it's like it, it leads you to water. You know, there's stuff there. If you want to dig in, it's all there. You know, but you get to see your own thoughts. It doesn't even give you the fucking conversation. It gives it you does. like the first three words of the title and you have to guess the rest. It just leads you to a place. It's a beautiful view. You're such you a cock. It's unreal. All the beautifulness. Do you know what? 7.5. 7.5. That's less angry. That's, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that now. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what I was expecting. That's fine. 7.5. I enjoy this movie. I think the villains are incredible. Uh, the, uh, my main frustration is there's not enough on them and on Tony. On Tony. Tony's the point. Yeah. I could do without the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. I could do without Nick Fury. I could do without Natasha Romanov. I could do without sure. Pepper, to be honest. It's good in fucking Paltrow. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, Just man. The candles off. are majestic. Time for Comment Corner. Yes, buddy. I've got one here from TikTok. Right. It is on our Iron Man video. Lovely. One of them. I don't know which one. But Ken Bates says, yeah, it's does. uncomfortable and displeasing how close we are to their faces. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, video is new. Video is new for us. I spent 15 years working with sound and... <laughs> We bought the lenses we could afford. They are uncomfortably close. You have no idea how far away from my camera I am. It's like it's like my own height away. Yeah. So what? Four foot five? Four foot six? No. Uh, height, not dick length. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that makes me very happy. That might be the best comment mm -hmm. we've ever received because same. We weren't yeah. happy about it either. But it's changed now. I've it's, edited it's a little better. different. Yeah. Cameras are a little further away. A little bit, like four times the distance, yeah. Yeah. Mega face was a problem. Mega face uh, was fantastic, and I thoroughly enjoy I miss Mega Face more than anything because you can just be scrolling TikTok of an evening being like, Oh, winding down before bed, then boom, mega face. Just <laughs> woo. You know it what I mean? Startling, yeah. Yeah. It was World fantastic. of Horror Podcast got in touch and asked us to translate to US English dog water. Because we use uh. it quite often. We do. And we've been quite uh, UK-centric with its use. So, Ben, if you could give us the Collins English Dictionary definition of dog water. Uh, it means wank or bollocks or something that is so... Yeah, he says using two exclusively English words. I see my uh, problem. I see yeah, the problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, so shit. I would say... It means dog, shit. Shit. Well, yeah, so dog water is like you have a little bowl of water for the dog and they, they drink it throughout the day, and then you've got that last centimetre, sorry, eighth of an inch. Um, and it's just all like backwash from the dog. It's just dog water. You can technically survive by drinking it, but it's not enjoyable. I didn't realise that you meant, can you explain the fucking actual meaning? I thought you meant like, what does it mean? Like, yes. why would you use it? Yes. Not the actual dregs of a dog water bowl. And A, I don't think that's true. I thought it was... it meant like always meant it. I thought it meant like hot dog water, the completely fucking useless bit of hot dog that you can never... What, what are you going to use that water for? The dog. No, you don't. I wouldn't <laughs> feed that to my dog. You're being serious. You're a fucking villain. You're the villain. Yeah, and you're man baby. It's fine. Uh, that was Comment Corner. If you want to get involved uh, this week and the next couple of weeks, we are going to be reading comments from our YouTube videos. So if you're listening on an audio platform head over to our YouTube. It's Lincoln's in the bio of all of our socials mm. uh, and come comment there because we're trying to grow a new platform. And if you are on the YouTube, uh, YouTube a bit, you know, bell, thumbs, uh, subscribe. You're so shit at, at doing this. You're so shit at doing this. Like right, and subscribe if you've enjoyed the show. Come on. Come disgusting. on. We got this. Look at you. We Look at this. you, you disgusting like slut. How can you live with yourself? You Just thirsty bitch. Guys, Unfortunately, that's all the time we've got for this week. Thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. It really has. We fucking love each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts. Keep the love coming. Keep the support coming. Because honestly, fucking nom, 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 nom. We're eating it up. It makes our day. In the meantime, I'm going to do what society always does and just tell you to consume and buy stuff. While Ben is going to yeah. wrap up the themes and thoughts of this film into a nice little motivational speech 
uh, to thank you for spending an hour of your time with us, especially at the start of your week. And be kind, Ben. I like this film, all right? Don't just be a dick about it. Um, Why would really, I? Really, really give them something nice, you know? Some people are, we got a message the other day saying someone listened to us on the way into work. So this is mm-hmm. for them, yeah? Okay. This isn't, because I'm just going to tell you to <gasps> consume... Don't even worry about your legacy, because odds are blood poisoning is on the horizon. You know what I mean? Maybe not blood poisoning physically, but metaphorically to come in. You know what I mean? And if we can all take one solace from this film, it's that no one will remember you the minute you're out of their eyeline. <laughs> because I saw this film when I was younger, still don't remember it. Still don't remember it. <laughs> we're done, we're done, we're done. Cool. That was good, right? That's motivational. Enjoy work!